Hello, and welcome to Art Matters at Home, a new arts and culture podcast from Philips. I'm your host, Arnold Lehman. After a half century in the art world, mostly as a museum director in Baltimore and Brooklyn, and five years at Philips as senior advisor, which means someone who is old, knows a lot of people, and isn't shy about voicing opinions, hosting an interview series like this seems like a perfect fit for me. So for each episode, like today's, I'll be at my desk having a socially distanced, at-home conversation with friends from around the world, artists, dealers, museum directors and curators, collectors and critics, to learn from them how and what they are doing and what is on their minds today and for tomorrow. So let's get started with our conversation with my friend, artist Deb Cass. Good morning. Good morning, Arnold. It is great to see you. And I'm so glad that you are doing well at the beach, barefooted. What can I tell you? It's, it's very lucky. We are very grateful. Well, before we start, to um, our many viewers who, and I can't even imagine not knowing, who don't know you, this is my good friend, and the inestimable Deborah Cass, a great artist uh, who has been uh, working um, in and around New York for a long time and established herself, um, as I said before, not only the inestimable, but the inimitable Deborah Cass. We all know her and we all love her. Oi! says her cup. Um, the other side, yo, of course. Now that refers, well, I don't know what came first, the cup of the sculpture. The painting <laughs> came first. Oh, the paint, okay. Deborah has an extraordinary um, sculpture, uh, outdoor sculpture, uh, right in front of the Brooklyn Museum, uh, right on Eastern Parkway, uh, that as you approach it uh, from the east or west, it says, yo, or oi. And for Brooklyn, what could possibly be better? Anyway, I thank you for having it there. And I thank the Brooklyn Museum for its uh, good sense in acquiring it for the collection. Thank you. We have reached our fundraising goal. Oh, my goodness. In, in keeping with oi, I will say, uh, as they say in Baltimore, Mazel Tov. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm really right before this thing hit. Like literally a few couple days we got there. So we're good. We're good to go. It's really exciting. That is great. That is great. Um, I have to say, um, I was trying to remember a bit yesterday as to maybe the first time I ever saw your work, which probably goes back to your days with Simon Watson. Yeah, I'm sure. My old friend, now a Brazilian. A Brazilian. Uh, <laughs> I mean, hard for him to pass as a Brazilian. <laughs> but uh, yes, um, the first guy was what, Baskerville and Watson? 
Baskerville and Watson. I was and then there. soon became just Watson Gallery. No, then it became well. It was it was, it was a few things. It was, it was Simon Watson's living room. Oh my God! I didn't even remember that. That's right. And then he moved to Lafayette, and then I don't know what it was called. Simon, I don't know what it was. Whatever happened to Baskerville? I don't even remember Baskerville. Oh, Lou was great, and they yes. were yeah, Lou was wonderful. He moved to L.A. He smart. He uh, bought a Neutra house that he restored. Even smarter. I believe he has two children now. No one's quite in touch with him. Occasionally, once every ten years or fifteen, we have a reason I can kind of find him. Um, but uh, I think Lou is fine. But he has nothing to do with the art world. Simon, oh. you know, stays in. He's Except for living in a Neutra house. Uh, which yeah. is a which is a big deal. Oh, of course. But he was always really into architecture. Like they had the people who designed their first gallery and his apartment. What's the place across from the Dakota? That the majestic. The majestic. Where we used to live. Oh, that's where Lou used to live. Lou and Simon. So anyway, uh, Todd Williams and Billy did. Todd and Billy did. The gallery, first gallery on 50, 57th Street, did the gallery in Soho and did Lou's apartment. So wow. they've always been, uh, particularly Lou, very involved in architecture. Yeah, well, it's a good thing to be involved in and good architects to be involved with. But yeah. I'm just trying to think. So in the middle 80s until now, that means that I have known your work for 35 plus years probably, but I'm trying to remember when we first met. I have no idea. No idea whatsoever. But tell me your first show was your work on Andy, your first museum show, which was, where was that first? I mean, there were many, many gallery shows um, in terms of Andy, um, that whole collection that you did. Yeah. Um, but where's the first museum show? The first museum show was at um, Newcomb Art Museum at Tulane. And it was curated by Michael Plant. And it was called the Warhol Project. And it was 1998 or nine, I think nine. And uh, it was fabulous. The, the, the catalog was amazing, Nocklin. Rosenblum, Maurice Berger, rest in peace. Oh my God, yes. Marianne Staniszewski, Michael Plant wrote. I feel like I'm leaving out somebody. but Well, I'll tell you, that's a big crowd to be involved with, to say the least. Art historians are dear to my heart. And for the next, for the Warhol Museum show, it was Griselda Pollock, Irving Sandler, Trying to think who else, um, but just in terms of life-changing, history-changing historians, Robert was in the first book. John Waters was in in the um, Warhol book that from the museum. I mean, the idea that all these people kind of congregated around your work is very special. It and really is. And my only cold call was to Griselda Pollock. 
who I didn't know. <laughs> I knew everybody else. And I, you know, emailed her and got a positive response. And of course, we became friends since. You know, whenever she's in New York, which is not that often, but we have long, we had a five hour lunch at Balthazar last time. Um, but, you know, art historians are, to me, well, history is the backbone of what I do. So, of course. Always, always. Oh, Irving Sandler for the, right. for the uh, Warhol, of course. Well, my dear, dear friend, my dear departed friend, Irving. Well, that's, uh, that's certainly a great uh, early pedigree. And then I'm, try again, trying to remember the oh, wait, oh, wait, Arnold, I have to tell you something really funny. Apropos, 1992 for the very first Andy show 19 with Simon. Uh, no, Jose. Jose Frere. It was fiction, nonfiction. Before um, Team Gallery. Before Team, before Jose Frere, he was fiction, nonfiction. 29 Mercer Street. <clears throat> and Roberta Bernstein wrote wrote the the invitation like the little essay on the invitation so my my art historical fandom goes way back to then i mean to before then but i got roberta to write the very first thing on andy on me and andy well now i'm i'm becoming insulted not to have been asked to write anything i didn't having know been, you. having been a fan for all these years uh well maybe maybe the next time I'm going to hit you up for sure. Okay. Okay. The, um, well, the other thing that I was thinking about considering where we are at this moment before I ask you, like, what are you doing now except walking on the beach? Um, is you did an exhibition called feel good paintings for not such good times or for feel bad times. Something like that. Yes. Feel good paintings for feel bad times. It was my Bush administration uh, series. <laughs> well, Into Obama. You, you, might, you might have to resurrect them. Um, um, you haven't gone away. Well, you know, someone should pull them all together and do a show now and say, what's missing from this picture? Um, but I remember that because I thought, not only were the works incredible, but was that a Casman? You know, yeah. that again, we're so, I had so sad. Feel Good Paintings in 2007, more Feel Good Paintings, Feel Good Paintings for Feel Bad Times in 2007, more Feel Good Paintings for Feel Bad Times 2010, and yes, Paul Casman, rest in peace. Right. Um, I think, I think uh, some Feel Good Paintings for now would not be a, would not be a bad thing, but I want to know what what are you doing as of this moment? Because I know you don't you don't relax. Oh no, I'm 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 fully committed to um, staying alive right now. Okay. And relaxation, no, but um, that's my full time job. It's uh, a good right? it's a good one. Yeah, I mean, I think that is my duty to uh, myself is to stay healthy. So we're at the beach, no studio here. Oh, you don't have, you have no studio. This is the no work place. Oh, well, that's great. That's really great. And part of the reason I can do this is I have a bunch of work 
right now, literally with Light Bright Neon, who are my neon people, they've closed down and things can't be finished till they open back up. And right. um, everything is in preparation for my September show, hopefully at Kavi Gupta, if there's such in a thing. In Chicago. In Chicago. So the work is done. And besides Light Bright just finishing up these pieces and delivering them, um, and me putting them, signing them and putting them in boxes. I'm pretty, I mean, there's not never a good time for something like this, but th I have no sense of urgency about that show and I can't control when Lightbright comes back, but they will. Tell me what the neon pieces are about. They're definitely about right now, even though they were done in the last year and a half. Um, and there's a really great thing called Art at a Time Like This that um, Barbara Pollock and oh, I can't remember the other person's name, they curated an online show. And so I would recommend everyone goes to Art at a Time Like This and also go to Kavi Gupta and see, I also did a, a, an interview with them last week about the new work and about now and it, it it's all there but so is that on Kavi's website it must be yeah yeah i mean it was on instagram and but i'm sure it's on the website it's called art i think it's called art and lockdown but he's doing a series anyway oh. the work um is all there's going to be some older work from a casman show um and then the new work is from the last couple of years and it's uh, paintings with neon on them. So, so is, th is this your first show uh, with Kaveh? Yes. Oh, well, that's great. Yeah, that's great. I, I've worked with him a lot and he is terrific. Everybody adores him. And it's, it's, I get nothing. That is what I've gotten down the line. Everyone really likes this likes him and in fact i was in chicago for meetings and to see the space and the day i flew back was the day corona exploded oh so i goodness. feel like i was a, the last trip i'll take in a long time um, but you're what ago but you're a midwestern born girl aren't you yes so you know what goes around comes around and arnold's being facetious everyone arnold's being funny I'm a total New Yorker, although I was born in Texas, you may well, not. that's know. what I, I do know that. And you've yeah. told me that a number of times. And that's why, well, I guess Texas is not the Middle West. No. But it's I mean, kind of, if you do a kind of a, uh, just a slice of America, Texas probably falls under Iowa and Nebraska and all those places. I don't so, think Texans think of themselves as Midwesterners. I all don't. Right, all right, but I give not, up. I give up. It's not from my personal experience. I was just born there and six months later landed in Long Island where right. here I am again. Right, well, but that's great. We're looking forward to that whenever, whenever Chicago reopens along with New York and every place else, yeah. that'll be a great, great uh, kickoff to say the yeah. least. Yeah, and they're very excited and I'm very excited to be working with them and it's the uh, Kavi and gang and company are very old school, Arnold. They sound like Simon. I mean, you know, Kavi reminds me of Simon, reminds me of Jose back in the day. And it's sort of, 
a, the kind of relationship with the dealer I enjoyed then. I'm happy to have it again with coffee. And I'm also happy as a, oh God, I'm so provincial. I'm so New York. I'm so happy to be having a show outside of New York now. Because that should have happened a long time ago. But I'm just thrilled to be showing outside of New York. Well, I, just a question. From, from the point of view of an artist who has, you know, certainly paid her dues over a very long period of time, um, worked in a number of galleries, you know, all good. Um, what's the most important thing that you think an artist needs to find, needs to get back from a gallery in terms of their work, their career, their life? Uh, that's a big question. But what's the most important thing a gallery can really give back to an artist? Uh, forget, the, forget the checks paying for works of art sold, but the less tangible things. God, that's such a good question. Um, you know, galleries and artists are such a kind of complicated uh, relationship. And besides money, which you have mentioned, which is their primary function to support you. And, so you can and make an, important, an important one. I would think that it's really important. Hmm. You know, I, I think I think the big picture is important. I think it's important to capitalize on opportunities. I, you know, it's important to do the right PR when those opportunities become realities. It's really important to send out the front page of the New York Times when Oyo is on it. Um, and you would expect that that would be an automatic kind of thing. It's really important that, I mean, I have had different kinds of dealers and I've had, you know, back in the 90s with and 80s with Simon and Jose, they were very emotional connections, personal. They were personal, they were emotional. Did I need that later in life? Not really. Did I need it with Paul Kasman? No. Did I have it? No. Did I want it? Not really. It was just a real business relationship. Um, it's nice now with Kavi to be having more of that old school feeling that more emotional and, you know, he's such a wonderful guy. The people who work there are incredible and Kavi sees his, interestingly, sees his job as education, which he says, my first job is education. And that's really interesting. So I just feel like I've had a variety of dealers um, who have done been good at different things. And I just think it depends where you are in your career. It depends, you know, who you are. It depends what you, you need at a certain time in your life and also what's available and what, what you have a chance to do. You know, they always, they always, to me, not in engage with galleries specifically, but having learned more about contemporary art from dealers than from any other place, it seems to me that they all have to believe in you and believe in the work. Um, at least that's tremendously important from my outside perspective. 
for a young artist, a younger artist, someone who is getting started. They need that kind of uh, ground floor. Um, and then you're right, I guess it really does change. And the give and take between the gallery and the artist um, is, um, is an evolving kind of relationship. Yes, um, and galleries have different strengths. Right. So, and really, frankly, it's not like I've had a whole lot of choice. I've gone where people wanted me. And it wasn't like anyone has been fighting, you know, so <laughs> there's also that. I'm sure that's not the case. I've heard fights over you in, you know, everywhere in the world. Oh, I can't um, wait to hear all about that when we're not. <laughs> well, with some people calling you names and other people defending you and, you know, that kind of thing. I'm joking. Well. But, um, um, but it's true that part of our ecosystem now i'm involved as an advisor to an auction house uh who has been wonderful to me and tell me you know do what i want speak to people i want involve the people i want to speak to people i like people i admire um but it's certainly an ecosystem the artist is the seed without any question and then the galleries, the auction houses, the museums. I mean, we really are part of an important system to put people in touch with art and get art to be in touch with people. And I like the point that you made that Kavi said his job is education, because I think that's been the case. And a lot of people, because of the big fairs, which we all hate to love or love to hate. Um, too many people, I think, have moved away from all the great information that they could garner from dealers. And of course, if they have the rare opportunity to actually meet the artists involved, you know, what's better, what's better than that? Um, so you know, I'm, uh, I guess it is old fashioned and, you know, we get our information online um, and uh, by some technological process, but it's, uh, I'm hoping that this system, uh, while we're all on lockdown, um, more people have a chance to go to artists' websites, to go to dealers' websites, to go to museums' websites and learn about all this good stuff or just take a drive down Eastern Parkway, um, either from the west to the east or the east to the west, and see Oi Yo. Um, I'm trying to do those accents appropriately. Um, and smile for the rest of the day, week, month. Um, I'm from your very uh, Mona Lisa-like smile right now. I'm hoping you agree. I agree. That's great. Anyway, um, I love talking with you, as I always do. Um, the next best thing is seeing you here and um, looking forward to seeing you in person. So most importantly, stay well, be well, relax, take nice long walks on the beach. And as you're doing that, 
think of me in downtown Brooklyn. I will, Arnold. And you stay safe. Both Thank of you. you. We are on lockdown in our apartment. Our sons have literally written the riot act here. We are not allowed even into the elevator. Wow. Well, so, if you, yeah, I was going to say, if you're in the elevator, you can bring your little Lysol wipe. Yeah, no, no elevator for us. Well, good for them. <laughs> people, and good I think, for people, I think, believe we've moved out because no one has seen <laughs> us for weeks. Anyway. Where, where are you big, getting your groceries? Are you having them delivered? Well, not for a while now. Mm. Uh, but, you know, I mean, you know, Pam, we are probably stocked up. Uh, we're... You know, we could we could spend 40 days and 40 nights wandering in the desert with no problem. Oh, good. It might be a lot of macaroni and cheese, but that's okay. So well, stay anyway, safe. stay well. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. Okay. Be good. Bye-bye. Take care. That was my great friend and artist, Deb Cass. I hope you will join me for my next edition of Art Matters at Home when art dealer Marianne Boski will be with us.